Hi, I'm Will Slickers, and you're listening to Good Morning Hospitality, and this episode is brought to you by our friends at Sojo. Now, you probably heard us talk about Sojo before, and why should you care about an amenity company? Well, I'm here to tell you that Sojo is more than just amenities. They're actually a software and tech company, and the byproduct of their software and tech is the amenity delivery and logistics. So just like how we went from tape charts to property management softwares, from Excel spreadsheets to dynamic pricing, now we're going from the shopping cart, digital or in person, to Sojo. You make turnover days suck a lot less by automating the bullshit that goes into turning over a vacation home. Get Sojo with the link in the show notes and make sure you get 30 days free by using our link directly. You won't regret it, so get Sojo. Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels and short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey! We're in! (laughs) We're we back. In. We're back. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what I think I'm going to start doing moving forward? We'll figure out how to do this technically, but I think I'm going to have to like start each episode with like some random song playing in the background. So if you're I down for that, if you're down All for right. that. All right. Producers, Steve. let's figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Claire's going to be like, what are you getting me signed up for? A party in the morning. That's what yes. I'm getting me signed up for. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Good Morning Hospitality. We are going to be covering a lot of great topics today. Uh, and why don't we go ahead and do a roll call? We've got a couple people that are already joining in. Um, I see Jeremy Weiss is joining us. Uh, you're in Israel. I know that. So that's why I can say that on your behalf. Um, oh, wow. From Tanzania. Oh, so on my list. I need to go to Tanzania. Um <laughs> what else? Jason, <laughs> tell us where you're joining from. I mean, I have an idea. SoCal. Uh, but everybody else, let us know where you're joining in from. In the meantime, by the way, what happened right before we went live, and I'm going to do this to Steve because <laughs> it was amazing. Steve, what was your little radio thing that you did right before we went live? You have to grace everybody with your presence. Listen, what stays backstage or what happens backstage stays backstage. But we'll just say Steve was coming live from the 305. Bring the energy today. We're just doing some rapping in the back. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, we're definitely going to start with some fun energy moving forward because why not? So, um, my gosh, you got you got to bring the laughs, especially when it's when it's early in the morning. Um, So today we've got some interesting topics that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I'm sure many of you have been following along with what was going on with the Vegas hackers. Uh, We'll talk about that and. Actually, it's been happening in other cities that Steve shared some intel with with me on that. So we'll dive into that. And then also talking about what's going on in New York City. There's a change in in um, accommodation offerings that's going to be impacting tourists. And then even just looking forward, travel uh, spending is going to be increasing and people are going to be paying those prices. So uh 
I got yeah. I guess why don't we go ahead and well, dive we, in? We gotta Steve. add one more. The Sarah was just on TV this morning talking about fall travel. So we're gonna get her tips for fall travel as oh well gosh. this show. Oh and my gosh, yes. We're officially in it. All the, the best part of the season coming. We're totally in it. Totally in it. So uh well, why don't we go ahead and kind of start on this first topic here? Um, these Vegas hackers. So uh, for those that maybe weren't, uh, didn't hear or weren't paying attention, there were a couple of big um, hotels uh, in the Vegas area that basically had hackers that, I mean, they were under a cyber attack. They were freezing everything. People couldn't, they couldn't run credit cards. People couldn't check in. They couldn't um, issue keys. Mm -hmm. It was insane. And they were, I mean, it was, it was taking people hours to check in those that were still, you know, committed to coming there and staying at that property. Um, and this happened, like they were basically held for ransom, so to speak for 10 days. That is yes, insane. That's crazy. And plus all the slot machines weren't working. Nothing was working on the casino floors, bananas, if you're traveling there. And just, I can only imagine what those hoteliers were going through and the panic and sweat for not just one day, for 10 days, it looks like and almost two weeks it was going on. Yeah. So it's just wild to see that we're so connected with technology. 100%. It's not like the old days where you talk to some of the, the hoteliers that we talked to old school where they used to have keys that they just hand you a key. And if you needed to check in, they wrote down a piece of paper. So <laughs> now people can break in and, it's, and it's happening. And exactly. they've got a cool name. It's, it's called the Scattered Spider Group. And they're not sure where they're coming from, but yeah. they speak native English and it sounds like the way they're getting in. And if you were listening to us live, give us some comments of what you've heard too, or what you've seen at your hotel is mm -hmm. that they're getting in by using a person's name on LinkedIn, checking LinkedIn or checking social media and saying, Hey, this is Steve Turk. I just got back from some time off. My passwords aren't working. Can you help reset them for me? And they're That's sending insane. emails as somebody to another person that would be a normal email and they're clicking on it and breaking in. Them holding yep. these hotels hostage for tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And to give you an idea, I thought that these like numbers were pretty interesting. I mean, okay, look, everything is bigger in Vegas. You know, you've got like the sheer volume that they're doing. But Caesars, for example, um, is like to give you an idea, their computer shutdown cost the company approximately $8 million a day. So if you're looking at $8 million, Times 10, you're looking, that's like costing them about $80 million. Now, keep in mind, they're doing about $14 billion in revenue in a year, um, which on average, it means that they're doing about $270 million in revenue a week, so to speak. But like, it, that's still a lot. That's a huge impact. And again, as you mentioned, Steve, we are so interconnected. We're so reliant on technology that, I mean, we just... It, I think, if anything, this just shows that hotel companies really, really need to double down on their security measures and do intense training for their employees, because this is, I mean, this was a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I'll say from what we were talking about before was I was in a, we won't mention the hotel, but a mega hotel, one of the bigger ones here in South Florida, mm -hmm. sitting with the general manager as it had happened the day before. And so they were dealing with getting hacked. And his quote to me was, it was like in a, almost a joke. It's like, we do not negotiate with terrorists. We are not paying them anything. We are shutting down the operation. They did everything by paper. They called Oracle, rebuilt their whole system. 
Really? Uh, and they, yeah. And they did it over seven days, rebuilt it from scratch as best they could. They lost a lot of guest information, yeah, but they course. were not going to pay because they said, look, they're always going to keep coming back or try to keep attacking this us. This is true. This is so, true. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And to give you guys an idea as far as like what type of numbers they, they were holding for ransom, different hotels for them than what uh, Steve was talking about. But uh, Caesars, for example, um, in Vegas, um, or technically based in Reno, Reno I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Caesars in Reno. Um, they reportedly paid 15 million um, of a 30 million ransom. So they were like, that's just crazy. That's yeah. crazy. But like, I mean, they got to return to business. So I get it. Um, wait, Jason Hernandez actually wrote an interesting comment. It's better to invest in a secure networking system upfront 100% than uh, pay for downtime or lost revenue. Also, not even that. It's also your, um, your reputation. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure anybody that happened to be there over that time that had to go through that experience would be highly turned off uh, moving forward. And, and not only that, but their names being blasted all over uh, the news, people are going to feel less comfortable sharing their information with some of these bigger companies. So yeah, security should be number one for sure. Yeah. And some training that we had at my last hotel was they would test us. So they would send us emails that looked fishy and we didn't know they were testing us. And we, they were, we had to catch that email and report it back to our corporate office. And they would give us a report card that said, Steve, you clicked on three out of 10 spam emails. You could have cost uh, our company millions of dollars. And if you kept failing, you were not going to be there very long. So you had to go through all this training and action planning to make sure you were catching these things because it's happening more and more. That's I'm a sure. great example because again, what is what makes hospitality so wonderful is the human aspect because it's, it's made up of so many people that are doing all their jobs, but you know, you are only as strong as your weakest link, so to speak. So whether that is um, your weakest performing employee that's delivering service, whether it's your, your employee, that's more likely going to click on a link and get you exposed um, as far mm -hmm. as security wise. So uh, I think, by the way, that's a, a wonderful thing that your last company did, Steve, and something that if your company, whoever's listening, um, if your company is not doing that you should be investing it, especially after what we've seen over the past couple of weeks in regards to that. Yeah. There's a lot of great companies out there. Search for them, team up with them. It, yeah. Pay up front. So you don't have to pay a ton later, right? Do 100%. the homework now, be ready. Cause 100%. now it's going to happen more and more, especially after all these other smaller hackers start seeing, all right, I can make, I'm not 15 million, but maybe I can get 500,000 out of a smaller company. I mean, um, I think, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people would, Yes. I'm not encouraging this. I'm just no, saying that that's it. Bad people out there. Protect yourselves, people. Protect exactly. yourselves out there. Protect yourself. Exactly. Just like you would at home. Keep that in mind when you are at work. So, all right, let's uh, kind of shift gears a bit and talk a little bit about what's going on in New York. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Steve, this was interesting because, Steve, you were actually mentioned in this article. Kudos to you. Yeah, hey. Nancy. Business oh, insider. Wow. <laughs> um, so for those that might not have heard, 
there's been a big change that's happening in New York. A lot of it actually had to do with Airbnb. They, they've made these changes that um, new regulations. And by the way, Steve, correct me if I miss no, say anything. But, um, but they made these new regulations that basically if you have an Airbnb property in New York, um, you're not able to uh, basically um, – put your space up on Airbnb unless you are also staying in the property. So kind of going back to their roots where you're literally renting out a room mm -hmm. and the actual um, uh, person is staying there. So uh, that changes the game for a lot of people. Cause I know, I mean, yes. what, what, <laughs> look at your, your face, Steve. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, look, I love both sides of this because I'm also in the short-term rental vacation rental world. Sure. And so my eyes are on that, but I'm also part of the hotel world. And so I can see both sides of this argument, but 15,000 listings came down basically in a week in That's New York insane. city. So think That's about that's 15,000 less accommodations, not just rooms, because some of these are multiple rooms. So you could just yeah. round it up and maybe you're in the twenties and 30,000 less places to stay. And so there's a clear winner, right? If there's uh, that 100%. many less places to stay, who's going to win are, are the hotels. Yeah. And so look, I love my hotel, your friends and, and brothers and sisters, and they're going to see a lot higher average daily rates with this coming, especially during the holiday season that we'll talk oh, about. 100%. Right. And, but for the, the people who own vacation rentals, it's tough because you build this whole company up, this right. whole vision, especially the people who are doing it the right way. And then all of a sudden overnight, your company's done. It's tough. So, but so here, playing a little bit of devil's advocate here that, um, and which I don't always do, but I, I like it. Let's I see. Mean, I mean, uh, it's New York City. Like, like, it's funny because just, uh, I think it was actually just before this was announced, uh, somebody reached out to me and she's like, oh, do you know any cheap places to stay in New York City? And I'm like, girl, I get it. I'm all for budgets. Like, I understand. Like, I, but I'm like, it's New York City. It, you can't, in my mind, I'm like, why would you expect it to be cheap to stay mm -hmm. in New York? Uh, so, I mean, there is an element that it's like, I mean, that's kind of like the cost it, the cost to, of entry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that that's a, a little bit pessimistic, but I also think at the same time, it's like where there's a will, there's a way. So then fine, maybe stay in Brooklyn. Fine, maybe stay in New Jersey and like in Hoboken and like take the train over. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's a very authentic experience. Uh, so I don't know. I think there's like different ways around it. And, and if you are looking at, I mean, I get it. It's expensive to even live in New York City. So you've got people making all sorts of different arguments about uh, the short-term rental space in, yeah. in the city. I don't know. It, it, it's, like it's like you said, call. there's some people who it's expensive to live there and they bought townhomes with separate entrances to places mm -hmm. below that they were renting out in short term yeah. to cover their mortgage. So there's a lot of people who were just doing this for a little bit of side business, but there were also some bad actors that were taking yeah. up entire floors and buildings without the proper approval and not following the laws and not paying certain taxes. So I am a big believer in if you're going to do short-term rental, vacation rental, that you play by the rules and everyone's on the same footing. And there's some people oh. who are going to do it and they're taking over entire buildings and putting that model in. There's some great companies out there that are doing it the right way. But yeah, man, when you take 15,000, 20,000 Airbnbs off the Oof. list, Oof. it's a lot of people who now have to find a new place to stay and a new way to enjoy the city. And to give people an idea, currently average room rates um, for New York City are 
obviously they are among the highest. I mean, their average room rates are about $235 a night. So obviously that is going to get higher. Uh, funny. And I think it just is also like a matter of perspective of like where you live. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, I've always lived in big cities from, you know, Atlanta, Washington, DC. I've lived in New York. I live in LA now. And I'm like, 235 a night for a hotel in a major city like actually seems like a deal. Yeah, it seems reasonable. <laughs> it seems but that reasonable. might be that might start climbing. We'll see. But when you lived in New York City, were yeah. you when oh. friends came, were they hotel staying or were they Airbnb staying? What were people Um doing? okay, so no, they would uh, well, when, when I actually, so when I lived in New York City, it was before Airbnb for sure. Um, and then when I go back now, I, I do always stay in a hotel. Um, that's just because of my hotel connections. But I do have family that lives in, in the city. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, just for an idea of real estate. Okay, guys, let's think back to 2003. Okay. I remember looking on Craigslist at the time for an apartment. And it would be a shared apartment. And I found a place for $800, okay, that I would be sharing with somebody else. Go to check it out. No joke. It was, as my mother called it, it was a shelf. <laughs> she was renting out a shelf in her apartment. It was basically <laughs> like a studio. She had a pull-out sofa, a tiny kitchen, and then had a ladder up to like a little like area that was enough space for a queen-size bed. And you could like sit on the bed with barely touching the ceiling. And that was like what she was renting for $800. Like, so, you know. Did you move in? No, she also had like a <laughs> bunch of cats. I was like, yo, this is, this this is, is a small space for like two people, a shelf and three cats. Like I got, I got to No, that's a no dog. <laughs> no. All right. So for that lady, we're going to make sure that you put pet friendly Airbnb if you're able to stay her there with her, we'll make sure that she has that listed the correct way. Oh my God. Totally. Totally. Oh, anyway, no, I love that. Um, so another, another fun, um, article that's kind of come out, you know, we were just talking about it and we talked about this a lot last week, by the way. Um, how great was Jan? Jan was, was amazing. Awesome. We had a great, uh, host uh, or, or guest last week that joined us, Jan Freitag and, we, he really broke down a lot of the different trends that, mm -hmm. uh, that his company mm -hmm. is seeing. And what I, and I know Steve, Steve also agrees with me on this. It's so great to see this because it really gives you a good snapshot as far as like what's happening now. We can compare it in real time to what we're experiencing and then kind of help us navigate the future. Um, so, so that was great, but kind of echoing on that. Um, but, this has obviously been probably one of the most expensive years when it comes to travel and costs mm -hmm. and all that, but travelers spending habits are actually set to increase going into 2000 or 2024. So, um, it's yep. insane. Not yeah, I just came from, as I oh, said, yeah. I just came from a conference in Orlando where Expedia, mm -hmm. the head of Expedia was talking and they said that they're seeing more searches than ever on their website and that more people are looking for unique experiences in cities that aren't usually the typical city to visit to. So now you're having more people explore not just the big cities, but all the small towns across the country and all these little places that maybe would not have got tourists before. So it's really cool to see that people are willing to spend that money yeah, and to get that experience they haven't had before. 
No, totally. And, and to give you guys an idea, travelers this year were spending on average about 20% more than what they did last year. So, uh, but you know, again, if we're talking about the United States, let's just talk about that in, in itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, inflation, like it's just, it's, it costs more to go to the grocery store. Of course, it's going to cost more to get on a plane or of course yeah. it's going to cost more to fill up your, your tank, uh, or stay at a hotel. So, I mean, it's kind of part of the equation. Um, uh, but but again, on the other side of it, like people are willing to pay. They understand. They're like, okay, things cost more. Yeah. So like that local restaurant burger is getting more and more expensive every time I visit. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It totally is. In fact, um, oh wow, oh, this is great. Uh we got oh wait, we by the way, this was so fun. Uh listening from Bloomington. Um Yeah, Preston, yeah, near Mall of America. So Preston, yeah. how's it looking your way? Are you starting to see it pick up? You know what? You gotta so let us know in the comments. Funny, speaking of Mall of America, I was just and my segment this morning. So I just did a live segment for Cincinnati, Fox 19, I believe is what it was, and uh, talking all about these fall travel trends. So, um, yeah, so what are you seeing? What's happening for fall so travel? Travel is not slowing down. About 74% of Americans are still continuing or are still planning a trip this fall. Now we're seeing a lot of people go to big city destinations, but maybe exploring it in a different way. So places mm -hmm. like San Francisco, Boston, et cetera, especially when they can kind of combine this leaf peeping. I, by the way, Ooh. I think leaf peeping, that concept. I heard is that like, term. Oh, yeah, because you're in Miami. Not much leaf yeah. peeping happening. Yeah. Hashtag leaf peeping. We got palm trees. <laughs> yeah, same here, by the way. Same here. Uh, <laughs> we've got palm trees and just uh, dead grass. But that's Southern California for you. Um, but leaf peeping. So it's this, I mean... As you can imagine, obviously, people going to destinations, be it like Vermont, Maine, uh, Virginia, the Carolinas, uh, did talk about um, Minneapolis as well, too. Uh, there's a lot to do where people are also doing these outdoor activities. So uh, uh, people are taking advantage. And whether it's drive to destinations, especially if you're a family, keeping mm -hmm. a, a long weekend sort of getaway, uh, or if they're actually, you know, flying to different cities or tacking on to uh, a business trip. So uh, those numbers are definitely, they're still up there. Ooh, yeah. occupancy. Okay, nice. Above well, Preston's saying his occupancy is above 2019, but the Minnesota Vikings 0-3, not driving the fans up there, Preston. Hopefully <laughs> they'll play a little bit better, but they're looking a little <laughs> rough this weekend. Hilarious. Okay, what was this? Uh, Frederica, our state... Still staycations or Americans traveling to Europe too. Interesting. Um, I mean, now it's it's not as many people are traveling to Europe right now as they were obviously as say like in the height of summer because you've got kids going back to school. But you do for mm -hmm. those, um, you know, what we've actually found is a lot of like uh, millennials and or people that maybe don't have kids and they aren't necessarily bound to being here to keep the kids in school, you are still seeing Americans traveling to Europe. So those that might have a little bit um, less restrictions or ties to keep them at home, they're still going to Europe now and into October because it's still a good time. And then you are seeing a lot of staycations or, or at least like local, relatively more local um, uh, road trips for a lot of people. So so yeah. Oh my gosh, we've got all the fun. Pa oh, we've got Harry Harrison. He's coming on here. If you want to know all about cruises, Harry's the guy. Yeah, we got to get a guest guy. on here for cruises. That'll be the next segment. Uh, Harry, you're going to have to come on. So Jason, if I want to do some, uh, some leaf peeping, which I have not done. Yes. I'm, I'm a starter. Where should I be going? Ooh, um, Maine is great. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Vermont, 
beautiful this time of year. Or even you can consider the Pacific Northwest. So you can head over to, mm. um, you know, even Seattle, um, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, my brother's yeah. there right now. Oh, yeah. I got to ask so, him what he's seeing. Exactly. He's peeping some leaves. He's peeping. He's peeping some leaves and some rain, he said. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my God. We're, wow. We are having way too much fun with this. Um, this is, this is hilarious. But again, you know, what's really cool is that people are still finding different ways to, to get out there. So, um, that that's a good sign for, for all of us. And then of course, I think you always have the evergreen sort of areas, um, like the Miami, the Southern mm -hmm. Florida destinations, people are looking into that. Yeah. But and what I love seeing is that all the hoteliers right now mm -hmm. are wrapping up. If they haven't wrapped up, they should have all the plans for the holidays. And so now yes. they're promoting all those things. So yes. I love seeing all these cool things they're creating just for it's people great. to travel and experience. So I know you and I used to be in hotels. I used to love coming up with the ideas like, all right, how are we going to wow these guests coming here this year? It's what so are we going to do that's better fun. than last year? I love mm -hmm. that you bring that up because, again, that's, you know, it, I mean, I'd like to think that most hoteliers have shifted this mindset, but we are so much more than just being focused on heads and beds. It's the experience. So obviously you might be a city hotel or you might be a resort destination. Think about how you can use that to your advantage and what, what can you do to really like spice it up for the holidays? Funny because I'm actually going to be heading to Nashville in the beginning of um, in, in the beginning of November and I'll be staying at the Gaylord Opryland. And if anybody stayed at a Gaylord property, you know that whew, they go all out for the holidays. Yep. So winter wonderland experience. That's definitely fun for yeah. everyone. I love so, it. I got an article coming out today about it. So I'll share oh, with everybody here about the top hotels and what they're putting out there and what these are doing for you all to visit. Woo -woo. All right, let's move on to our real time recap. Yes. Hey. Well, I want to hear okay. yours first. What? What? I want to hear yours first. What's you want to hear mine first. You're putting me on yeah. the spot. You're putting me on the spot. Um. So, well, oh, actually, yes. So last week, um, I was uh, doing some work uh, with my friends over at Marriott. I work with them on the corporate level. And uh, I happen to be staying at one of their properties in San Francisco, the Clancy Hotel. It's an autograph hotel. Um, or autograph collection property, which by the way, I'm such a fan of those, um, within the bigger, you know, umbrella of, of Marriott. And I'm a fan by the way, of any sort of boutique properties under bigger umbrellas, because they always make a point to capture the essence of the city that they're in. And they get creative with, um, the different touches that they do, but it was so sweet. So I come in, um, they had a wonderful amenity. They, they went as far as to like find my logo. They put it on the amenity card to welcome me. Um, it was a perishable amenity. They even had it in the refrigerator. So they had a note to say, Oh, go to the refrigerator for the rest of your goodies, which was really cute. A lot of people don't actually do that. If they're doing like a cheese plate, they put it in the room and I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, and I love me a cheese plate, but sometimes it can get a little bit smelly. So this was nice. Cheesy. <laughs> cheesy, well, cheesy. Um, but then they were like, oh, we'd love to meet you. And I came downstairs and it was the general manager. It was um, the, the head of operations and, um, you know, one of their executive assistants. And they were so excited I was there. And we just had this moment of just talking about the, just the industry, the state of it. And 
that connection that you have with other hoteliers, like we get it. It doesn't matter what city you're in, what destination you're in. If you've worked in hotels and you meet another hotelier, there's this like unspoken bond. And mm-hmm. it was so nice to see. Um, and, and I just like, if I just felt like a part of like, of their family, even if it was for just 24 hours, it just, it felt so nice and welcoming. And, and by the way, even as a former concierge and te- you know, Tying in um, Jeremy to this because he's a fellow Lake Claydor concierge, Lake Claydor, the gold keys of concierge going when I would go to the conferences um, or if I go to, a, you know, any hotel that happens to have one. There's this unspoken understanding that like we are part of the same family. And I think that that's what's so cool and unique about the hospitality industry is that you can connect with anybody. It's like if you've been if you worked in, a, in, the, in any form of hospitality, you've been in the trenches mm-hmm. and um, it's this unspoken bond. And I love that. And it was just, it, it just made me so grateful for the industry that we work in that you can immediately have these connections with people. So that was my very long winded oh, real time recap, but like, man, they connected with you this week. You felt <sighs> it. I know it was so nice. And I also got to see my fellow uh, uh, Los Angeles concierge last night. I went to an event and it was just this reminder you know, even though some of us might not be working at particular hotels anymore, we're still family and you just can't take that away from, from us. So I really hope that wherever you guys are tuning in from, you take a moment to connect with fellow hospitality people, um, whether you were working cruises, whether you work in hotels, short-term rentals, whatever that is, connect with, with those individuals because we're a special breed. It's true. It's true. And I'm happy to be connected to you, Sarah, and all you out there listening. And I want to give uh, my real-time recap yeah. this week. It was actually one I was very excited about. Yeah. It's a company called Brightline Trains. And if you haven't heard of Brightline, they just built a multi-billion dollar private train that goes from Miami to Orlando. And so Amazing. it just opened the Orlando trip on this past Friday. Mm-hmm. And I took it to the conference on Monday. How was it? Super easy? It was awesome. And I want to give a shout out to the president, Patrick Goddard, because he's a former hotelier. And oh. we hired all former hoteliers. So every train station that you stop at feels like a luxe hotel lobby with bars yeah. and cafes and shops. Everyone is ultra nice when you're walking through there asking how you're doing. And I didn't ask for any special perks or anything. I just wanted to experience it as a normal guest. And it was phenomenal. Oh, so if you're traveling across Florida, that's a great way to do it. And now they're going to be start building Los Angeles to Las Vegas is their next Oh. Oh, they're so going to be the ones behind that. Oh, that's Yeah, that's amazing. Brightline Train. So Ooh. I love it. I was bragging about it while I was at this conference. And people were like, do you work for them? I was like, no, but I enjoyed like, no, it so much. Because have... I again, hate driving on the interstate. So that, that was reminder, the best way to do it. That reminder that like you can, what they did for you, you had such a great experience that you were telling everybody about it. Yeah, everybody. And yeah. So reminder. To and I'm telling be- all of you. So yeah, exactly. treat people the right way, hire hospitality professionals, no matter what you're building, they'll treat Lead people the right the way. Guest experience. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, we're, we're kind of getting short on time here, but I yep. definitely want to make sure that we touch on our mm-hmm. hospitality quote. So I thought this was actually really cool. Um, uh, cause, uh, so uh, this came out by Barry Sterlich, by the way, I'm trying to surprise and delight the guest. Now you call it an Instagram moment. Does anyone need to take a picture of this? And if you haven't succeeded, then do something different. So what I liked about this, I mean, it's a little, you know, it it sounds a little disjointed because I think it's, it, but it's understanding that these Instagrammable moments are 
are kind of how we're surprising and delighting people. And you can do that. They'll take a picture. They'll share it online on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. And next thing you know, you're able to, it's, you're able to, it's free marketing, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might've cost as much as like the bottle of champagne or, you know, the espresso martini that you gave to guests, but whatever it is, these little moments um, don't have to cost you a lot. But again, if somebody's going to take a picture of it and share it online, so worth it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we walk through hotels and there's little things I notice now, like, wow, someone thought about that little detail, totally. added it in. I take a picture and share it. And it's like sometimes the most popular pictures I post are just random little things that was someone's idea just to make someone's life a little bit better. Totally. Oh, I actually, while I was at the Clancy, they had a little, um, oh my gosh, what are the, oh, why can't I remember the Rubik's cube? They had a Rubik's cube with their logo on the side. And so you had to, by the way, I've never solved the Rubik's cube in my life. I don't, I, I need to learn the ways of it. And I, mm -hmm. but I tried, I tried, I was like, if I could do anything, at least I could get the low, the logo, right. Which I did do, but yeah. I'm like, how fun is this? I've never seen a hotel. And how much did that really cost to get a Rubik's cube yeah, with like the logo bucks. of the hotel on it? It was such a fun thing and like a cool experience. Of course, I took a photo of it and talked about it online. So again, simple things can really go a long way. So love this, this quote and that reminder. I love it. It's a good, it's a good one for today. Totally. All right. Well, that being said, we are here at the end of our show. Um, I can't believe it. This flies by. I always want to hang out with you longer, Sarah. This, these I, shows go too quick. Don't worry. Next time, I'm also going to have a soundtrack, too. So if you guys have any songs that you like, definitely definitely share your song requests right here. We're going to keep them PG just because that's what we do. But um, but let us know. We can, we can start every segment with, with a song and a little bit of a dance. Um, okay. So that being said, you guys, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode and our previous episodes. Um, if you have questions... Be sure, share them with us now, later. We can address them next week. Or if you have a topic that's going on that you want to hear us do a deep dive on, uh, let us know. A guest, let us know. You name it. We are here for you. We want to make this, sure that this is interesting and you get something out of it. So definitely let us know what you like and um, and be sure to you know join in wherever you listen to your podcasts. But there is also uh, the GMC report, by the way. Just want to remind everybody about that. So Good Morning Hospitality has the GMC report. It's this dynamic report that showcases hospitality businesses that have received venture capital private equity funding along with company acquisitions. So if you are in that space and you want to find out what's moving where, who recently got um, received capital, whatever that is, definitely sign up for this report. Really useful insight. So um, sign up for that. Well, next time we'll make sure we'll share that link on here as well too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the big thank you to Michael, Jason, Bernice, and Federica. I see you guys ah. commenting. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a comment because it'll help others all discover us and grow our community here. And we can all hang out here on Wednesday mornings. Exactly. And a big thank you to producer Claire in the background who is making sure that we all look good aside mm -hmm. from my my well, your sunlight came up so, you know, i can see the the los angeles sun hitting you good morning <laughs> well this is great so thank you guys for tuning in and uh join us next week we'll see you next week everybody Woo!